No matter who you are, we all have our fair share of good and bad days. But in the midst of the beauty and chaos, life is filled with kindness, compassion, and purpose. It was so much fun and the places that we got to see and experience their way of life was like truly an experience of a lifetime for me. Like had we not been dealt these cards and had Macy met every milestone, we may just overlook that in a way. Um, you know, if we were to start honking our horns at everybody we passed just to say hello, you know, we would probably like get some really angry looks and, you know, potentially some worse things that could happen. Hi, welcome to the Amy Jean White podcast. I am Amy. But this podcast isn't about me. It's about Jesus. And I'm here to share kindness, compassion, and purpose through real and open conversations with some of my closest friends and mentors about life's challenges, celebrations, and everything in between. My hope is to walk beside you through your deepest and darkest moments by talking transparently about some of my own deepest and darkest moments, but to also encourage you that even in our darkest moments, we have a light that's incomprehensible and incomparable through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so excited for you to join me on this journey, and I hope that God speaks to you through every episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of my show, The Amy Jean White Podcast. Obviously, my name is Amy, and today's episode is going to be super special to me because I get the pleasure of having my number one fan and biggest role model here with me. I know this special guest by the name Mom, and unless she has some major explaining to do, you all can call her Margie. I invited my mom to kick off this season with me, and today we are going to share our thoughts and opinions of a New Year's resolution, and we're going to discuss whether or not having one is really all it's made out to be. We are also going to dive into other fun topics, such as our favorite vacation spots, parenting and family life, and last but not least, the differences between her generation and mine. But before we get started, I am curious, Mom, to know if you've ever made a New Year's resolution, and if you have, how did having one influence your opinion of a New Year's resolution? I actually have made New Year's resolutions several times in my life, and in my opinion, I think that they are ridiculous, um, not at all what they're made out to be, because in my opinion, at least, I have never stuck to one. So what do you think is so appealing about the idea of having a New Year's resolution, at least, you know, in your experience of having made many? Well, because every year you think you're going to stick to it, but it requires a level of self-discipline that I just don't have. Yeah, you know, I actually have to agree with you on that. It's so hard not only to have that level of discipline, but 
Also, we don't hold that much power and authority over how our lives will go for that entire year, you know? (laughs) Only God can tell what our future is actually going to look like. We can make plans and we can have all these ideas and goals for the upcoming year, but then what do you do when God's plans don't necessarily align with our December 31st plans, you know? Um, Which actually leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about with you, which is parenting and family life. I am approaching my second year as a parent, which has been filled with many learning experiences, blessings, and gifts. Um, Our sweet Macy girl, you know, she may not be out doing all the crazy toddler things, but she sure does know how to give her mommy and daddy a run for our money. Um, And so I just want to know, what has it been like for you to watch your daughter and really your only child to step into a new chapter of life called parenthood? I can't come up with just one or two words that best describe what that's been like. I mean, it's been exciting and scary and joyous and sad. It sometimes makes me jealous that you don't have to ever go through some of the things that parents of healthy children have to go through. Like you don't have to worry about her falling out of her bed in the middle of the night. Some days I think it just isn't fair. And other days I think that if anyone in this world can handle raising a child with disabilities, it's you. It makes me proud for sure and thankful for Jonathan I can't say that I've ever seen anyone step up like he has, but I guess I get to take some of the credit for raising you with the values and morals that you have. Jonathan really has been such an impressive daddy to Macy, but I do want to circle back to what you said about being jealous that with her, we don't have to go through some of the things that parents with healthy children do. And, you know, for our listeners who don't know about our daughter, I have shared her birth story on my social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, It's on the Macy Joe Foundation page, which I will link below in the description box so that you can go check that out. Um, And then in the future, I will make um, a whole episode telling you guys that story. So that's not going to happen right now. And so I'm not going to go into detail on that. But I will say that it is really easy um, just to allow myself to fall into that whirlpool and compare our life and our circumstances to those around us, like our peers. And, you know, but I've realized over the last year and a half of her life that our circumstances being the way that they are, are honestly a huge blessing. You know, it's allowed us to truly appreciate just the little things, you know, like had we not been dealt these cards and Macy met every milestone, we may just overlook that in a way. But, you know, now we are able to really take in every single breath that she takes and it's brought us so much closer as a family. And one of the things that I feel has really helped me gain that perspective is just the word of God. Simple as that. And so I want to share a verse. Um, It's from Philippians chapter four, verse six, and it states, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, I have always considered Macy to be a miracle baby. And I have also seen that it has brought you and Jonathan closer together. And as far as what you guys are experiencing, in my opinion, you are both acing it. You know, I opened this episode up by saying that you're my biggest role model for a reason. It's a really challenging thing to raise a child with both parents involved in doing all the work, but I couldn't imagine raising a child all by myself like the way that you did with me. You know, I think back to my childhood and for me, only having you as my parent was like a normal thing just because of how things turned out from your marriage with dad and um, and it's sad to say it, but many children nowadays only grow up with one of their parents in the household. Um, and so just to think back of like when grandma was a child, it probably wasn't considered a normality Um, just to have one parent in the household. I think that divorce has definitely become more rampant over the years, which is just really sad. When people decide to get married, and and at that moment in their life, they have every intentions of never getting a divorce. But things happen, and divorce happened. Speaking of things happening, I want to direct our conversation now to how different your generation is from mine. Um, I think that we do still have many similarities and some things in this life may never truly be different, but talk to me about some of the things that kids did for fun back in your childhood. We went outside and found neighbors whose parents made them go outside, too. We played hide-and-seek. Our playground was a two-block-by-two-block radius. We played dodgeball and Red Rover and tag. We literally drank from the garden hose next to anyone's house whenever we wanted a drink. And as long as Mom could see us, if she looked outside, then everything was fine. We had to be back home in time to have our bath and be in bed by 9. The only time we were in front of the television was after our bath, and there were no cell phones, no personal computers. They hadn't even been invented yet. We played jacks or Monopoly on rainy days or Connect Four, um, and if it was cold outside, then we took turns going to the different neighbors' houses to play games, and we respected our elders. Back then, if you were a parent to one child, then you were a parent to the entire neighborhood. And we knew you had just as much right to whoop our bottoms as our own parents did, so we respected you. We hula-hooped and hopscotched and rode our bikes, and we didn't get bored as easily as the kids today. We had fun with whatever we had. Um, We turned sticks into lightsabers, put a few trash bags on the ground and, and a garden hose on top of it, and you had a water slide. During the winter months, we could use trash bags as sleds and slide down the hill across the street. And during the summer, we would sometimes play school in the basement. 
Wow, just to hear you talking about your childhood and the togetherness and safety that you all felt is incredible and, in my opinion, so different from kids today. You know, my generation was practically born with an iPhone or a tablet in our hands. And, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to take walks around our small town and ride my bike up and down the street that we lived on. But in terms of having that togetherness within the community, I honestly am not sure that it could ever be like it was when you were a kid. You know, it almost seems like that's just lost now because people would rather have their heads wrapped up in their phones and scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. Social media is like the ruler of the world now. And, you know, it's just crazy. And, you know, not to say that there wasn't some level of danger or insecurity like when you were a kid, but I feel like it's definitely gotten worse um, from from when I was a kid to now even. And, um, you know, I actually remember my first iPhone and the importance that you stressed of just having it in the event of an emergency, especially when my friends and I were out walking around town. And, um, you know, we all have these things that we will carry on from one generation to the next. Um, you know, the morals and the values that you taught me were something that I really hold near and dear to my heart today. It's definitely going to be something that I get to pass on to my daughter and to any future children after that. Um, just being able to really have some good foundational morals and values. And so I just want to say thank you for that. But um, speaking of passing on from one generation to the next, when I was a kid, what would you say is the most fun and memorable vacation that we went on together? Like what part of it was so significant for you? Obviously, it was the cruise we went on. An entire week with you forced to spend time with me. I planned it so that you would be old enough to actually want to do things with me, but then also young enough that you still wanted to do things on your own. And I had the best of both worlds. You had your friend to keep you company when I wanted me time, and then you had me to keep you company when you wanted me time. (laughs) So it was the perfect week in my opinion, and I can't wait till we can do it again this time with Jonathan and the baby instead of your friends. Somehow, I knew you would say the cruise. And honestly, I felt so cool to be a sophomore in high school and have that opportunity to be pulled out for an entire week to go on a cruise. It was so much fun. And the places that we got to see and experience their way of life was like truly an experience of a lifetime for me. You know, I remember one specific moment about the cruise and we were harbored at bay and we were out on the island in Jamaica and I think we were in a tour guide's minivan and I remember so many people, including our driver, just kept blasting their horn and we were like sitting in the back seat, like cuddled up together, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? This is so bizarre. And, you know, come to find out that that's just how they say hello to other drivers when they're out and about. And and so when we got back to the States, and even to this day, you know, like we still joke every time someone honks their horn because 
of that moment, you know, and it's just so different from our culture and how we do things versus how they do things out in Jamaica. Um, you know, if we were to start honking our horns at everybody we pass just to say hello, you know, we would probably like get some really angry looks and, you know, potentially some worse things that could happen. But, you know, I would absolutely go back to any of the places that we went to on that cruise. Um, but, you know, it. another one of my most memorable childhood vacations was actually before we took the cruise, we had, you know, maybe a year or two before that, we had gone to Branson, Missouri. And, you know, it's really not that far of a drive. You can get there in a few hours. And... Um, we went and we had, we saw the wax museum and I thought that was really, really cool because it's not something that you get to just go see, you know, around here. You don't get to walk around and see a wax museum. And, um, and then while we were on that vacation, we actually also went and we got dressed up and we took some old timey pictures and like we looked like we had literally been, you know, in the early, like, what, 1800s or something, you know, it was just really fun, really cool, and so those two, I would say, are, like, my, you know, my most memorable childhood vacations. I had to think about whether I was going to choose the cruise or the trip to Branson. I know which one you're talking about. I enjoyed both of them about the same. I think I had more spending money on the trip to Branson, but I think the cruise meant just a little bit more to me. Well, as we come to a close for episode number one, um, I just want to say it has been so much fun getting to have these discussions with you, and it's going to be one more thing that we get to add to our memory book. So I just want to say thank you again for making some time to be on the show, and I can't wait to have you back on sometime in the future where we can have some more fun discussions Um, So if you all enjoyed listening to episode number one, make sure you hit the follow button on whatever platform you listen on and tune in next week on Wednesday for episode number two of the Amy Jean White podcast. Until next week, God bless.